the sun belongs to you and should surround you. Yet when I turn to look, I see they've snatched the sun from all around you. Why you hardly seem to want what's yours, you hardly seem to care. If you love the sun, it's where you come from, then you had better dare to seize the time. The time is now, oh, seize the time, and you know how. Wherever death may surprise us, it will be welcome, provided that this, our battle cry, reaches some receptive ear, that another hand stretches out to take up weapons, and that other men come forward to intone our funeral dirge with the, the, the staccato of machine guns and new cries of battle and victory. Each and every one of us will pay on demand his part of sacrifice, knowing that all together we're getting ever closer to the new man whose figure is beginning to appear. Che. You tell me that the soul is real and your soul must survive. Yet I see they've taken liberties with your souls and your lives. Don't tell me that you lack concern for all that you must be. Cause I know you know you must not be For the attention of those who are outside of the building, the church is filled to its capacity. And we ask your patience and your understanding during this very trying moment in the lives of the Jackson of the Christmas family. We are very appreciative of your presence and we know that you exhibit the spirit of the people, that same spirit which is going to lead us to our ultimate liberation. And so while we cannot be together in this building physically, we are one in spirit, both in the building and with you on the outside. Jonathan P. Jackson, a man-child, was born in Chicago on June 23, 1953, to Georgia and Lester Jackson, Jr. Jonathan is survived by his parents, Georgia and Lester Jackson, Jr., by a brother, George, by three sisters, Delora, Francis, and Penny and by a loving grandmother, Mrs. Opal Jones. He is also survived by two nephews, one niece, six aunts, five uncles, several cousins, and friends who loved and still love him in his revolutionary spirit. He offered his life for our liberation on August the 7th, 1970. He will be buried in Mount Vernon, Illinois. Jonathan's 
family wished me to read three brief letters which they have received. Dear Mr. and Mrs. Jackson, we are with you in your sorrow over the death of Jonathan. We are proud to have met him and talked with him, even if only for a few moments. We are fortunate to have known a young man with such ultra-human courage, compassion, and strength. His final act seemed a desperate one, but in fact, it was born in hope, love, and the vital essence of life. In his 17 years, he learned to take a firmer grip on life than most of us can in 70. No matter what the newspapers, TV, and the courts do to the name Jackson, it will live on as a heroic name. In the minds of the makers of a new world of love and peace, the name Jackson will rise alongside the Nat Turners, the John Browns, and the Che Guevara's. A man's heart may stop beating, and yet he may live. The most important aspect of each of our lives is the love and respect we may inspire in others. We are, each one of us, a part of the people. Jonathan inspires a love and respect in the hearts of the most important people, those who act to build a tomorrow when men can lay down their arms to embrace a world of justice. Jonathan lives. I love him more than I love myself. Signed, the Fred Hirsch and family. Second letter, Dear Sister Georgia, My heart is with you at this sad time. I know your sons represent the best that all of us can inspire to, freedom and equality for all people. When life becomes intolerable for so many, all that is left is the struggle for a new kind of society, power to the people. And it's signed, A Berkeley Mother. The final letter is entitled, A Tribute to Revolutionary Mother. The week of August 1st through 7th was a very happy and yet a sad week. Happy because our Minister of Defense was freed on bail. Sad because a young revolutionary was murdered. Your son set an example for all the revolutionaries to follow. And I assure you, his cry for justice will not go unavenged. This message is sent to you, and you know and all black mothers throughout our black colony that the youth will make the revolution and keep it. All the suffering and pain you have endured will also be revenged. We have been given strength and courage through your example of relentless faith. Jonathan's blood and your courage are a source of new blood and invigorating strength for the black revolutionaries. You continue to struggle because there is no other way to turn, for to give up now would mean a waste of your sons, a waste of your sons' blood, and the blood of many other brothers and sisters waging our struggle. You have proven by your never-ending energy something that all black parents must keep in mind. The life you have given us must be a life of freedom and not slavery, a life to be creative black men and women, a chance to live with dignity, Jonathan's blood was spilt for these reasons. Your sorrow has also stemmed from these ideas. Your display of strength and unsurpassed dignity will give an example to all black parents. Power to the people, Georgia Jackson, and power to all black revolutionary parents. And it's signed with love, National Committee to Combat Fascism, West Berkeley. Now, on behalf of the 
Jackson family, I wish to express acknowledgement and thanks for all of the messages and other expressions of sympathy that you have shown during this time of bereavement. And all of us wish to thank the parents and family of Jonathan Jackson for his life and for allowing him to share his life with us. William Arthur Christmas was born March 23, 1943 in Omaha, Nebraska. He departed this life August 7, 1970. He is survived by his parents, Mr. and Mrs. Robert Christmas of Omaha, Nebraska, brother Kenneth, two sisters, Mrs. Arlene Grissom and Mrs. Gloria Petit, all of Oakland, California. Also to mourn are uncles, aunts, nieces, nephews, and a host of cousins and friends. And also to mourn, I might add, are those who not only knew William and loved him, but those who may, of us who may not have had the privilege to meet him, but certainly share the same spirit that he exhibited as he attempted to survive in this country. And the Christmas family wishes to thank everyone who has taken the time and the trouble to show their expressions of sympathy and concern for them. And we thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Christmas, for the life of your son. And his spirit is going to remain and live on with us. The Minister of Defense of the Black Panther Party, Mr. Huey P. Newton. First, I'll read two letters. One from George Jackson, brother of Jonathan Jackson. It's from a selection from the book that is about to be published by George Jackson. It is to be read this day. From George Jackson. To the man-child, tall, evil, graceful, bright-eyed, black man-child, Jonathan Peter Jackson, who died on August 7, 1970. Courage in one hand, the assault rifle in the other. My brother, comrade, friend, the true revolutionary, the black communist guerrilla in the highest state of development, he died on the trigger scourge of the unrighteous. Soldier of the people, to this terrible man-child and his wonderful mother, Georgia B., to Angela Davis, my tender experience, I dedicate this selection of letters. To the destruction of their enemies, I dedicate my life. Letter from a political prisoner at Soledad Prison. Brother Huey P. Newton, being of the present knowledge of the funeral of brother of Comrade George L. Jackson, Jonathan P. Jackson, is due to be conducted in a manner befitting a true revolutionary freedom fighter. Saturday, August 15, 1970. 
We, the following black prisoners, confined on O-Wing at Soledad Prison, Earl L. Satcher, Hugo Pinnell, Edward Whiteside, Madison Flowers, J.R. Randolph, hereby request our express wishes to follow. There are names we read at, brothers, at the brothers' funeral as being presented in full ceremonial revolutionary dress, in mind and in spirit, and that these few words he said be said in his behalf, in our behalf, as coming from every black man in prison in the state of California, who may not know Brother Jonathan, but know well his brother George. Right on. To the first of a new breed of freedom fighters to ever thread on American soil in the history of the United States, we bury the body but embrace the ongoing spirit of Brother Jonathan Peter Jackson. All power to the vanguard. While it is viewed as a tragedy, and many will weep for Brother Jonathan Jackson and William A. Christmas, the Black Panther Party serves notice that it is not the brother Jonathan Jackson and William A. Christmas for whom we should weep. They have achieved freedom, and we remain slaves. If we must weep, let us weep for those of us who remain in bondage. The Black Panther Party will follow the example that was set forth by these courageous revolutionaries. The people refuse to submit to slavery and bondage that is required in order for us to live a few more years on planet Earth. If the penalty for the quest to freedom is death, then by death we escape to freedom. Without freedom, life is meaningless. We have nothing to lose but our shackles and freedom to gain. We have gathered today not only to give respect to Comrade Jonathan Jackson and William A. Christmas, but also to pledge our lives to the accomplishment of the goals exemplified in the actions of Brother Jonathan Jackson and William A. Christmas. There's no laws that the oppressor makes that the oppressed people are bound to respect. Law should be made to serve people. People never should serve the law. When laws no longer serve the people, then it is the people's right, it is the people's duty to free themselves from the yoke of such laws. Oppressed people in general, and black people in particular, have suffered too long and must draw the line somewhere. There's a big difference between 30 million unarmed black people and 30 million black people armed to the teeth. We're not alone. We have allies everywhere. We find our comrades wherever in the world we hear the lash of the oppressor's whip. People all over the world are rising up, and the high tide of revolution is about to sweep the shores of America, sweeping away the evil gentry and corrupt officials. Our comrades Jonathan Jackson and William A. Christmas have taught us all a revolutionary lesson that have intensified the struggle and placed it on a higher level. A picture is worth a thousand words. Action is supreme. Comrade 
Jonathan Jackson and William A. Christmas have made the ultimate sacrifice. They have given the revolution their lives. Death is a necessary end. It comes to everyone. But it varies in its significance. To die for the reactionary races is lighter than a feather. But to die for the people and the revolution is heavier than Mount Ty. The Black Panther Party would like to issue notice that the people will not be intimidated. We would like to express our respect for Brother McLean and Brother Russell Rochelle McGee, who was wounded but not killed. We're here today to issue a mandate to this corrupt government that they better start following the Geneva Agreements when dealing with prisoners of war. That is, first recognize that every prisoner of war has a right to attempt to escape. Secondly, that prisoners of wars are not to be abused and are not to be murdered inside of prison or outside of prison. That their rights are to be respected by international law. Somehow this country seems to feel that when black, when it, when it is concerning black people, they don't have to follow any law other than slave to slave master. We are willing, we are prepared to unite as one man and if necessary, give our lives as one man. We refuse to suffer any longer. We refuse to gradually be killed through humiliation, degradation, and the gradually stripping away of our humanity. When they struck the blow against Brother Christmas and Brother Jackson, they struck a blow against the best that humanity has produced. For this, they must pay the price. These brothers didn't have murder on their mind. They had freedom. Only the fascist murderers who have no human compassion or any respect for life whatsoever, not even their comrades, are the cause of this. They would rather apprehend and murder a revolutionary than to save the life of people. So they reveal themselves to the people of the world for what they really are. So now it is up to the community, not only the community, it's up to the people of the world to step forward, be counted, and take the appropriate action. We have been enslaved for too many years the chains must be removed. We must be free, so help us God. You worry about liberty, but 
because you've been denied. Well, I think that you're mistaken, or then you must have lied. Because you do not act like those who care. You've never even fought for the liberty that you claim to lack. Or have you never thought to seize the time? The time is now. Oh, seize the time. And you know how. 